When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is Tom and Bach, coming at you live from Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America, on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Tom Stevens. I'm not commenting on that until I'm ready to comment on it. Jake Bakoven. You watch the game. You figure it out, huh? What do you think? Tom and Bach starts now. Sailing through a Tuesday, a tailgate Tuesday, a Chick-fil-A here at South Point. Uh, there's also a Chick-fil-A at 48th and O. That's closer to you. But we'd love to see it. Uh, if you want to drop on by the South Point location, use your Chick-fil-A app to order a scan, get rewards points, and you'll be registered to win a free tailgate meal for 15. The nuggets, you get the fresh fruit, the iced tea, and the lemonade. Uh, along with chicken, we like spreading rumors, and uh, there's... A pretty good rumor in college football right now, according to Tom Luganville. Yeah, Tom Luganville says that he would not be surprised to see. He says there's something going on at Oklahoma right now, and I would not be surprised one bit if the next LSU coach is Lincoln Riley. Whoa! Now this Which would coming... bring Bob Stoops back to Oklahoma. Oh, yeah, of course. that'd be great. Yeah. Um, he said it was based off a gut feeling that it makes sense on both sides, so not not nothing not nothing uh, necessarily sparking that rumor other right. than Tom Luganville's feeling. But uh, it's already been addressed by Lincoln Riley. He's had to address it. it seems like the LSU job, uh, if, no matter who you are, maybe outside of Nick Saban, you're going to get asked if that if you'd be interested in that opening if you're one of the top tier coaches in college football. Let's face it, LSU overall is a better job than Oklahoma. Oh yeah, it is. It's just a be- It's because it's a better league. Uh, is it a tougher job? Maybe. Now, that's a different conversation. It might be a tougher job, but I think it's a better job in college football in that you've had, what, four different guys win national titles there? Right. I don't know, whatever it is. It's it's crazy. Uh, it doesn't always – I mean, Ed Orgeron, I don't think, was a great coach. He kind of captured uh, lightning in the bottle. Uh, but you can do that. You can do that at LSU. And they've done that, you know, several times at LSU. Yeah, and, and, and Oklahoma's one of the top jobs in college football, too. I mean, but that's, that's, just, that's just what the LSU job will do, yeah. that opening. But their is, drought's been so a lot good. longer than, than LSU. As far as championship droughts, yeah, but Oklahoma's been – I mean, Oklahoma owns the Big 12. Well, they they've, do. They've they won do. it over and over and over and over again. Um, so, I mean, it, and they're always in the, in the college yeah. football playoff discussion. It's getting to that next level. There were a lot of championship games even in the 2000s, yeah. just not getting over the, the hump to win those games. So, uh, you know, but, I mean, you're talking about two of the top jobs in college football. Any, it, this opening is causing headaches for a lot of people across 
uh, college football. But they, they've got that, that's why you've got to just you got to hit a home run. That's what the, the Texas um, the Texas hire was just not it for me. The Steve Sarkeesian thing, and he's getting weird questions at his press conferences. Obviously, they're off to a really rough start. Could still turn around, but when an LSU or a Texas is open. If they get a Steve Sarkeesian, everybody in the league gets a, a, yeah. a breath of relief just going, okay, we've got some time before we have to face, you know, the ultimate power LSU because it's not around the corner, or in this case, Texas. Um, so, I mean, if LSU makes a mediocre hire, people are going to breathe easy out there in the SEC because this, the speculation just runs rampant that they can offer just about anybody and, and maybe um, the James Franklin's interesting to me because he was such a hot name. I don't know, five weeks ago. And now his team is six and four. I wonder if people just like, yeah, uh, just stay there. Just stay there. We don't really want you. Uh, you still see the rumors that he might be headed to uh, probably not LSU, but USC yeah. uh, seems to be the more appropriate place for him. But I'm not sure if I'm USC that I would be that excited about this year's and even last year. I mean, COVID was a tough year for Penn State. Uh, but it's not gone great uh, as of late, even though they've always been competitive. Uh, is that what you want if you're making a splash hire at UCA, uh, USC, the, one of the best jobs in college football? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, and, they, and I think they need to go back to the splash hire. They kind of went away with that with the Clay Helton yeah. thing. Uh, they were doing the uh, – they, they, for years they were kind of doing the Pete Carroll – uh, dynasty yeah. hope you know you know having any ties to him type of thing um but uh yeah i mean it, it's interesting i think james franklin's still a hot name it's just he's been you know and you wonder if sean clifford was healthy they'd probably only have two losses at this point in time which is it's part of the game you know sometimes you're gonna lose your quarterback yeah. i get that but he has won the big 10 he had as much success at vanderbilt as you you could possibly probably have at that school right. so i mean i i think he's still uh, a hot name up there, but you wonder how much the coaching speculation or maybe meetings behind doors, who knows what happened there, uh, has has been, uh, you know, a thorn in the side of Penn State's team this year yeah. uh, because he is not he's not done a good job. Most coaches are doing a great job and saying, I'm happy here. I signed the contract here. This is where I want to be, all that. James Franklin didn't necessarily do that, yeah. and that led to more speculation. Uh, it'll, Mel Tucker is one that I, I wonder about as well, uh, where he's going. Does he stay at, uh, you know, a lot of it probably depends on the first, next two games. They've got Ohio State this week. Uh, so we'll see what happens this week. And then, uh, But he's a guy that Mel Tucker is definitely going to be uh, under consideration, maybe even more than James Franklin. But you don't hear his name sometimes as much. Uh, interesting tough stuff coming from Kirby Smart on what makes a good football team, what makes a good a coach. And he's, he's very simplistic with it. He says, look at the best teams out there. They're very good. They have very good football players, and that's the reason I believe in recruiting. I believe you'd better always be recruiting because if you're not, someone else is. Uh, when you're looking for a coach for a program, you need to look at three things. He says, one, who's recruiting those players to the roster, two, who's developing those players, and three, Who's building those relationships at the places where you're getting those players from? He says, you will never uh, outcoach, you never uh, coach your way out of a bad recruiting class or bad roster management. And if I'm throwing a slant to Julio Jones, I'm an offensive genius. If I'm, uh, uh, I have Chase Young rushing the quarterback, I'm an elite defensive play caller. Do you agree with that? I think, uh, I mean, it's Simplistic. Hard, hard for me not to agree with Kirby yeah. Smart. He seems to be on the top of the profession yeah. right now. Um, 
yeah, I mean, for the most part, I think that there is some nuance in that discussion. Um, certainly, you look great with with the better players, but a lot of coaches coming up through the industry, you have to you kind of have to prove that you can do more with less before you get that yeah. big opportunity. Um, so there, I, I think that's underselling the hard work that coaches do uh, in some of the, the moves that they make. Yeah. But certainly, once you do kind of get to that level and you have those type of players, I mean, we've talked about it for years. How much does recruiting matter, especially in the Nebraska context? But certainly, when you th- look at the top 10 and recruiting classes they're the same teams that are at the top 10 right. at the end of the year and it happens year in and year out so you know you need the players the jimmies and the joes make it a lot easier and you look and you do look a lot smarter if you can draw it up i mean that's why i mean my i myself would love to be the ohio state offensive coordinator because you can't call too bad of a game um, when you know all the touches are going to guys that are going to be playing on sundays right. like every one of them but Nebraska's out-recruited everybody in the West. I mean, according to the recruiting rankings, they've out-recruited uh, Wisconsin every year. They've out-recruited Minnesota. They've out-recruited Iowa. Now, this year they won't. They'll, they'll be in the 50s because it's such a small recruiting class, and Nebraska's just been a disaster. Not a disaster, but the record is a disaster at 3-7. and seven. Uh, The on-field play has been uneven, obviously, with the offense and the defense. Uh, but they've recruited at a higher level than everybody in the West and a lot of teams in the East. Uh, and it hasn't meant a big difference for Nebraska. So I, I get what Kirby Smart is saying. Uh, you better recruit great players. I think maybe Nebraska's problem is they're just not developing them at a high enough level. And a lot of these guys they're not keeping. Yeah. Uh, we know about the you know five or six guys from Florida that came and left pretty quickly. Uh, maybe you can blame COVID uh, or whatever you want to blame, but that's part of the – equation is Nebraska hasn't developed players at a high enough level. Yeah, development continues to be the problem, um, you know, and it's it's happening in pockets. It's happening uh, in, in certain positions, but it's not happening at a grand scale big enough. And for years, it's kind of been that lack of the, the you know, some, you know, you know, it's different parts. The pass rush has been missing for years. The offensive line hasn't been stout. Obviously, the quarterback development has, uh, has been lacking. Probably the reason why Mario Verduzco no longer in that quarterback coaching uh, position. So, I mean, a lot of those things kind of being addressed, hopefully, um, to, you know, to move toward that development. But again, you know, some of it, and, and we can all be our armchair quarterbacks, but some of it is, you know, like you said, maybe it's simple, but Give the ball to your guys. A slant yeah. to Julio Jones might be might look really good, obviously. But how many times are we talking yeah. about give Xavier Betts the ball? Right. Why is Yach, you know, Jock yeah. not getting a carry in the second half? Those type of things. Uh, you got it. You yeah. got it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You know, <laughs> you might have them on your roster. You still got to use them. You got to give the right guys the ball. And, uh, and I don't know if Nebraska always does that 
the best way. I mean, even Austin Allen, he'll break um, out for a huge game and then only get you know three targets um, the next game. I I, yeah, I think that's a good point because sometimes that guy might already be on your roster. Right. Right. It happened with Mike Riley with Divina Zigbo to Nebraska. Nebraska had him on Scott Frost's roster, obviously, and didn't see it for a while. It took even them a while, but then he, you know, that very first year, he gets 1,000 yards. So sometimes it's the ability to evaluate your own roster and to know not only how talented the guys are, but the complaint has been, why can't these guys get on the field? Well, well, because they're not practicing as well as that other dude that's playing ahead of them who might be a walk-on. so why is that? Why aren't you coaching them well enough to get them on the field? Yeah. Uh, that, that is a complaint that we, we talk about a lot. And especially, I mean, that running back position, it seems it, it just continues to be with that Marquis Steph going out there for that final drive. Just a musical chairs of whoever, you know, on the roster had yeah. a good day of practice, I guess. Um, but, you know, throughout the, throughout the Frost tenure, it's, you know, Zigbo doesn't start yeah. and, 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 and Bell does. And then, you know, and then you're kind of on and off with yeah. Washington. And, and then, uh, you know, so, I mean, you just, it's just, it's always been, you don't, you haven't had like a starter from year, you know, from year to year, or, or you know, from the beginning of the year to the end. And sometimes can that, that can be good. Sometimes yeah. somebody can break out, but it just seems like even the snap rotation behind him, if you don't have a clear set starter, it's just, uh, it's just <laughs> again, musical cheers or a yeah. flip of the coin. Who's going to see action on Saturday? And it would be hard to get up or, you know, to kind of feel like giving it all your pra- at, at practice if you don't know if it's going to get paid off. It's, just, it's yeah. just very strange, the running back rotation at Nebraska under Frost so far. I guess the good thing is that the guys that have left haven't become big stars outside of Wandell. And you have stories like Avery Roberts uh, oh, yeah. at Oregon State. Uh, but there hasn't been a ton of guys like Luke McCaffrey didn't just leave and explode somewhere. Yeah. Uh, the, and J.D. Spielman didn't leave but that does, and does explode that, does somewhere. Does that help? I mean, would J.D. had three 800 yards receiving yeah. you know, years at Nebraska. Would he fall down to just nothing like he did at TCU if he came back? I, I'm not sure that he would. You know, it, it's just a, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that maybe that's a better fit here. You know, you just. Uh, he was the best player here, not close to it at TCU, but I think he would have helped that offense quite a bit. We didn't have a deep threat at all last year. Yeah. Uh, it at least has a threat out there, and at least the res- you know he had to earn the respect of Big Ten defensive coordinators, where he might kind yeah. of change some of the game plan stuff. You know, Luke McCaffrey's kind of the same thing. I know you were massaging his ego about the quarterback thing, but if you could have used him, if you could have convinced him. You know, maybe that there's still a long-term chance at quarterback, but right now we need you kind of as, as a gadget player. Um, we'll get you a few quarterback snaps a game, but a lot of it's going to be smoke and mirrors, and then we're going to get you, you know, the ball here. Like that, that opening drive against Ohio State last year when they did yeah. that, and you're just thinking, oh, they have, they have weapons now. They have options. Uh, this is going to be confusing. This is going to be tough to defend. And then, you know, you just weren't able to go back to it enough or hardly at all yeah. the rest of the season, and the guy leaves before, you know, you were ever able to get too much magic out of it. I think sometimes the genius in coaches for me is the, the ability to see something, sometimes in a player, that nobody else sees. Um, everybody saw it out of Wondell Robinson. But sometimes I think Nebraska misses that, like, you didn't see it from Joe Burrow. Maybe Ohio State didn't see it either. But uh, he obviously had something, and it yeah. was pretty magical. And maybe it was just right time, right place uh, at LSU. Uh, but sometimes it would have been as easy as saying, man, that guy's special. We see it in him. Let's bring him on. We'll have a legitimate quarterback competition. And who knows how it would have won- uh, went. Uh, I don't think Nebraska would have won as many games as LSU did. Uh, they certainly would have lost, but you wonder, you know, you go back in history, 
uh, and your ability to evaluate your own roster and other rosters and see how a guy could fit on your team, I think, makes a huge difference. I mean, Samari Toure, nobody saw him as a Division One wide receiver. That guy probably will play in the NFL. It's the ability to discover that type of talent, I think, that Nebraska seemed to used to have under Tom Osborne. Like, they would continually recruit guys that were 6'2", for offensive linemen because they were worried about them pulling, not worried about, you know, pass blocking yeah. and how tall they were. Uh, that offense fit them perfectly. And now I think we get so attached to measurables, and it, I think measurables can be a good thing, uh, but we overlook the talent sometimes. Uh, it just feels like Nebraska's missed out on that opportunity. Yeah, and, and like I said, I, I, you know, this hasn't gone all downhill for Nebraska under Scott Frost. Um, I think that they've done a good job of evaluating the holes in their depth chart uh, and, and getting guys in to compete. And I believe they'll be able to do that again um, with the with you know with the transfer portal this offseason. Um, but it's been kind of hit and miss, right? Samari Toure, great. Uh, Kavaya Noah, you know, not so much didn't fill that role. Um, you know, Damian Daniels, uh, or Darren Daniels, yeah. uh, Really great yeah. addition, you know. Marquis Step so far hasn't paid off. So some of those some of those things have been have been addressed and, and have been home runs um, or pretty close to home runs, and then some of them just don't yeah. work out. And that's 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 recruiting. That's what you're going to get in the transfer portal. That's what you're going to get recruiting freshmen out of high school is usually you know about a fifty percent hit rate, a fifty yeah. percent return rate, and uh, it, it's tough. You know, it's it's a, yeah. a difficult job if it were you know. We, we can um, say that they haven't done enough and that they, they need to do it more, but it, it is hard, and that's why these guys get paid the big, bu- uh, the big bucks to do it, is that even the best guys usually have yeah. a, a 50% hit rate. Well, Kirby Smart, uh, part of his reasoning for this in talking about this is you got to get great players. Great players will make you look great. Oh, yeah. Uh, because everybody wants to hire the hot coordinator or the hot uh, coach. And he goes, it, it, that's not, you're not going to out-coach your lack of talent. It's just not going to happen, especially – uh, once you get higher up in the Power Five, and he's talking about a team like Georgia, and yeah. you know he lives in the backyard of Atlanta, so he gets those uh, types of recruits. And uh, I like the fact that here's a coach who has the best team in college football, and looks like it's not close this year. And he says, you know, it's really not me. We just we're loaded, we're <laughs> absolutely loaded. And he's admitting to that. I mean, unlike uh, maybe a Saban who's uh, never really fully gone there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and, and it's too. It's funny because it's you know the SEC and his predecessor Mark Richt was pretty much let go because he didn't get enough. Yeah. Not because he didn't get enough talent, because he didn't get enough out he of. He didn't the develop them, so yeah. he's doing both. You're right. So he it's, is it's doing kind both. of interesting. You know, at Georgia, you're going to get talent. Um, oh yeah. And, and they they have no problem doing that. Uh, it's just what can you get out of it? And you know, it's interesting to hear that. And you know, I like coaches that will. That will kind of admit it, but, it, you know, and, and you can see that. I mean, it, it's obvious. You watch yeah. it, it, you know, especially a Bill Belichick. He's the smartest guy ever yeah. when he's got Tom Brady, but when he's mm. got Cam Newton, who doesn't quite fit yeah. his offense, all of a sudden they're not winning as much, and, and you know, it's a lot more difficult. Um, we use that against coaches sometimes, right? Phil Jackson. Yeah. That's great. You can win with uh, Michael and Pippen and, and Jack and Kobe. You know, how would you do uh, – you know, coach of the Bucks in the mid two thousands. You know, it's kind of it's kind yeah. of a different story. So, yeah. uh, but yeah, no talent always can can make you look a lot smarter. But again, I think yeah. he's kind of underselling that to a bit because you know there's a lot of guys that can even get that talent in there yeah. and not do enough with it. So uh, Kirby Smart, one of the best coaches in the country. Um, you can you can kind of get uh, 
upset about maybe his yeah. offense and, 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 and how he's brought that along. Obviously chose Doesn't to, need to it pass this year. on Justin Fields, but yeah. um, in, in, in favor of, of, of Jake Fromm, which doesn't look good in hindsight. But, um, you know, it, I, I think he's underselling what he, what he could do there. Because, yeah. you know, again, I, I think at some point in your breakout season, you almost need to do it. Uh, with with different type of talent, but even go back. I always go. I always think about the 2003 defense, yeah. and uh, what a great job Bo Pelini did. It was kind of the one year yeah. they were bad in 2004. But you look back at that. You had the Bullocks twins. You had Fabian Washington. You had uh, Demorio Williams and yeah. Barrett Rude. I mean, Barrett the Rude talent was there to get it done. Yeah, they did. They had, and it was the same. And the previous coaching staff, Greg Bull, got fired. But yeah, but it's not that he's a bad coach. Sometimes it's just the right environment. I mean, it's. We're talking about so much about these new coaches and the pedigree that they need to have. There's a lot of great coaches out there, and sometimes it's just a matter of timing and players and scheme and everything kind of comes together and chemistry within the staff and within the players. Um, I, I think that we sometimes overthink these things, but oh, that's yeah. what we do as uh, Nebraska football fans and college football fans uh, in general. Well, let's get to break and come back with BC, talk a little Husker Creighton hoops. Uh, he covers that beat for Husker 24-7. The good news is Brian also covers Husker football, so we'll talk some of that. Uh, Brian Christofferson is coming up next on Tom and Buck. Download our app by searching 93.7, a ticket in your app store. To stay in touch and listen all day long wherever you are, this is Tom and Buck. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 